Wednesday. Happy Life of the Average Joe podcast day. I'm back. I am semi-tired and it's very late. This is a late recording session for Brandon over the Life of an Average Joe podcast. I'm telling you, I have been on a roll. <laughs> Look, let, let me let me just get up on my high horse. I don't even know if that's the proper proper phrase I'm looking for. Let me get up on my pedestal and stroke myself. I have been knocking out episodes after episodes. I've got some interviews coming up. I've got some special guests coming up. I've just been ahead of the content. For a while there, I got a little like, I don't know if down is the proper term. I wasn't down on the show, but I was just, it, it, it started to become, and I enjoyed it. Let me, let me throw that out there. I still enjoyed creating the content, creating, you know, being special guests on a couple of people's shows recently and talking and coming up with new ideas, uh, getting the merch out, redoing the, redoing the website, all that fun stuff. I enjoyed it, but I started to get like, oh, like even more exhausted from it. And then that kind of went away and here I am and I'm like, dude, I'm riding it out. So I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk about this episode. We're kind of all over the place here lately, and that's what makes it great. That's what makes this podcast great, I think. And then again, I could be wrong, but that's what I think. You know, I like the idea of people having themed podcasts. I I listen to some phenomenal podcasters, uh, people that have been doing it longer than I have, and, and people that, you know, just have a totally different vibe than I have, that have like a theme, like this is what they do. And I love it. For me... I think I might get bored with that. So looking back at my life from the past, present, and future, and everything that entails, I feel like when I want to take a step outside of the the norm for this show, I can do stuff. That's when Nick Luck and I can sit there and deep dive into some Marvel and comic book and nerdy stuff. I can talk more about pop culture and then come back to these other things because it all fits. And that's why this week is a is a show that I kind of thought about for a while. Appropriate timing, too, because uh, the movie Cocaine Bear is out, which, by the way, if you guys have not seen Cocaine Bear and you want to go watch a movie that you can just unplug to, it's not part of any cinematic universe, it's not comic book related, it's not, you know, a third reboot of a remake of a retelling. It's just a movie that you can actually sit back and be entertained by. Cocaine Bear is that movie. I'm telling you right now, it's under two hours long, which is fine. You don't you don't need a movie of Cocaine Bear being like five hours. Look, I just watched Babylon the other day, a major Hollywood film, a star-studded A-list class over you know cast over three hours, and it was a bloated disaster mess. I will take Cocaine Bear any day of the week, any day of the week over Babylon. It is, it is what movies should be. Not a bunch of animals doing cocaine. I mean, it is about just pure entertainment. So I had fun. But that, that just recently came out, which is appropriate for this episode as this is a drug-fueled episode. Not saying I'm drinking, guys. Not drinking, but I'm drinking my water. Shocker, right? Not saying that <laughs> I'm promoting drug use. I'm not. But you guys have heard me. 
you've heard me talk over the the course of the years of, of my times that I've done drugs. I haven't hit it. I haven't denied it. I haven't, you know, shunned away from it. I've mentioned it, but I've never really talked about examples. And as I was watching Cocaine Bear, I knew this episode was going to be done. Matter of fact, the original episode that I had planned was not this one. (laughs) I'll have to post that for two weeks from now. But I'm watching this bear doing blow. I I can't believe I'm even saying that. It feels like an SNL skit. And I'm thinking about the times. And I'm 44 now. And I have not done any sort of drug. And I couldn't tell you how many years. By the way, if you're out there and you're family and you don't want to hear this, then I suggest you leave and play another episode. Otherwise, you're going to hear something you don't want to hear. Um, and whatever. But I just haven't done them. I'm not into it. Look, I, it's not my thing, man. From, from weed, you know, to whatever. I'm not into it. And I don't care. Look, you do you. Do you. If, if you're out there and you're smoking weed and that's how you relax and that's what you want to do. You got kids and you got a family. I'm not judging. It's not whatever. It's not, it's not my thing. But there was a time that I had fun. And I think for the most part, I think when we sit there and we look at most people, they've done it, right? They've had to, they've had to at least tried or experimented with drugs. I know there's a ton of people out there that have never touched them and that's great. I'm not like, (laughs) they're the good ones, but for the most of us, we've tried them. We've definitely tried them and either enjoyed them or we've all got stories. It's like a drinking story. If you drink enough, you have a story to go along with that. You have several stories. If you do drugs enough, no matter what they are, and you hang around people that do drugs enough, you have a story. Well, I have a story. I have a lot of stories. And by a lot, I mean a lot of stories. But today I'm going to focus on one. Because to me, to this day, the experience of it, and maybe it won't come across this way. Maybe people will listen to the podcast and be like, well, yeah, that was a wild story, but nothing that crazy. But for me being there, it was crazy. There was a time when I don't know what happened. It was like we were out of control. Somebody flipped the script, turned the switch on to Vegas mode 24 seven. And it was like the hangover any given day of the week. It didn't matter if it was a Tuesday, a Friday, a holiday, summer or winter. You could be walking in to a night where somebody might go missing. I mean, that's just the way it was. And I'm not even talking about at the clubs. I'm talking about in my apartment where I was living. It might as well have been a nightclub. We were all working. I was living with a couple guys. Turned out to be a bunch of DBs, man, in the long run. But I was living with a couple guys and we had a a great place. This was back when apartments were, you know, somewhat affordable. We had a great place. We had a three bedroom, two baths, you know, full baths. Small patio, great storage, massive kitchen, laundry inside. Just just cool. Just a cool layout. 
right by pretty much everything. Um, not so much walking distance. That was the biggest problem. It was by a lot of stuff, but you had to drive. I mean, you could walk across the street to Myers. Myers is like the, uh, if you're from Michigan and all that, you know Myers. 24 hours. Picture like a Kroger, but they have liquor. So you can go get liquor and stuff there. Pretty big liquor section, actually. I was just, well, I guess about a year ago, I was just back in Michigan and I went to the Myers. I was, I was in Michigan recently, but a year ago, I stayed for a while. It was in the summertime. My son and I went up and we stayed for a while, about 13, maybe it was 11 days. And we went to Myers and I was checking out their liquor section. Man, they expanded that. It's huge, huge beer section. But it's typically like if you combined Kroger and Walmart with a liquor store, that's what Myers is. But it was like the place, like it was, we'd go grocery shopping there. I mean, it was it, was it. and we lived directly across the street from it, directly. And that was probably the only thing that we could walk to. That, and there was Taco Bell, a couple other fast food places, and, but that was about it. For the most part, you had to drive to everything else. You didn't have to go far. You didn't have to go far at all. You just had to drive there. And in Michigan, most likely you wanted to drive because it was in the wintertime, you know, in the winter, you don't want to walk anywhere. So, but we lived there and it was cool because all of our jobs <laughs> were very different. Matter of fact, I don't even know what one of my roommates did. Oh no, he worked in the mall and he worked at Abercrombie. That should tell you actually what kind of, what kind of douche this guy was. He worked at Abercrombie. I don't remember what my other roommate, my other roommate worked for Comcast Cable. I think they were Comcast at the time. They might've been one of the other companies that Comcast bought up, but essentially he was at a, he was at a telecenter. He made decent money. I was doing stuff with the clubs, getting ready to take off into that realm. But I was also, I think I was managing a blockbuster. I don't remember. But I know I was, it was a transition period from like full-time club to Blockbuster. So that that's kind of what was going on there. Either way, we all had these jobs that my job could have been a weekend job. My buddy, one of the other guys that, I, that we lived with that had that comp, he did not work the weekends. I think he had to work one Saturday a month. Obviously, Amber Crombie, you, you know, you have those weird days off. So it was give or take. But it didn't matter because we were all late night people. You know, we were, we, we were very rarely, I'm going to go in my room and chill out and go to bed. You know, you might be in your room. You might be up a couple hours later, come out, talk to somebody. Someone might be in the living room. Maybe somebody's got his girlfriend over. You're up. I mean, unless you're sick or getting ready to catch a flight or something. God, this microphone is so perfectly positioned right now. It, anyway, um, we were up and we were partiers. We liked to drink. I was drinking a lot more whiskey than I did beer back then. And the beer I was drinking, 
yeah, I was drinking Founders and yeah, I was drinking some Bells and some other local breweries. But we were also just stocking on Labatt, Labatt Blue, because it was cheap. And that's what we did. But we always had some sort of way. We'd have wine in the house too, but there was always booze, always. And inevitably when we had people come over, whether that be a couple people, whatever, somebody would bring something so it would get left there. So it was kind of like when you're in college, you just start accumulating all these booze, you know, half bottles of this crap, half bottles of that, full bottles of this, and then you have some good stuff. So we'd drink. I would, I mean, I'd drink a lot of whiskey, <laughs> but we were also hanging around so many different people between the people I dealt with at the clubs, the people I hung out with on a regular, their, you know, my buddy's girlfriend and her friends, and then my other buddy's girlfriend and her friends. And all. it was just this wild group of people. Some people we hung out with more than others, but there was a lot of drugs going in and out of the house. Not necessarily we were doing them at the time. And we, you know, we dabble, but just a lot. You know, if somebody's coming over, they got to leave, they got to go sell this. One of our good friends who essentially was like a fourth roommate, that's what he did. I mean, he worked construction. I'm throwing my, you know, the air quotes up, but that's what he did. He sold. I don't know exactly at what point it went from taking a couple hits, smoking a joint, smoking a blunt. We had blunts. Oh my God, this, this guy, we'll just call him, we'll call him PJ. PJ was like, it was like a contest. I want to see every week, every, can I roll the fattest blunt? Possible. I want to roll the fattest blunt possible. And he would. I was blown away at his, his blunt rolling skills. I can roll a joint. I can pack a bowl like nobody's business. I mean, it's not rocket science. But I can never roll a blunt good. So he would do it. PJ would always do it. And I don't know. Just get, I mean, every time I turn around, there was something new. Try this, Brandon. Try, and we, we did. I don't know what happened when we all became on the same page with everybody in our group, but it went from like, we're smoking weed to there's piles of cocaine in somebody's room on the desk. And it's just kind of like, oh, you're on your way to the bathroom. Let's lean over and do a bump. Oh, you know what? <clears throat> I got to go to work. Hold on. I don't need coffee. I'm good. Let me rub some of this on my gums. Oh, you know what? Give me a line. To pills. And I'm not talking like prescription, I'm talking E, serious E, or Molly, or something, just always around. Everybody's in every single room, I started to notice a trend. Next to the coaster, there's a blunt, there's a bong in the corner, there's this. And I finally told him, I was like, guys, look, we are looking like crap here. We got to pick this up. We can't just have this stuff out all the time. So we cleaned it up. But then it turned into an everyday thing. There was almost days where we didn't take a time out. 
Like there were days where we were like, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and not do drugs. And it got scary. But before I get into that scary part, I got to tell you, I would get phone calls. I would get a phone call at work. Brandon, come on over. Uh, just let you know there's going to be a bunch of people here. And I didn't even care. Because there would be a bunch of people there that I liked, that I knew. It wasn't like they were strangers. These were people I knew. And I'd come home and I'd take a quick shower. The music would be going on. It'd be chill. And within 30 minutes, it was like a rave. Well, I remember one night, none of us had to work. It was like a magical moment. We rubbed the lamp. The good Robin Williams Aladdin genie came out, granted us the night off. And instead of just being chill, we decided we were going to hang all day, clean up, low key, relax. But at night, we wanted to have people over. Basically what we did, we had people over. We put out one call to another call to another page to another text and we had people over. It ended really fast though because there was a big storm that allegedly was coming. Allegedly. Wasn't was potential for tornadoes, but we didn't get a lot of tornadoes in Michigan. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I think that's what freaked everybody out. So a lot of people left. We had a handful of people there, maybe six, seven. And we had this one kid. We'll just call him K. And he was cool. I had known him since I was little. I mean, little. He was younger than me. Sometimes he would get really annoying, get too hyper, wouldn't shut up. He was dramatic. He'd always want to get in these deep conversations. And I'm not even talking about one of those people that gets drunk and is like, oh, let me tell you how I feel. Or they get, you know, they get high and they're like, man, what do you think it all means? Like, I'm not, but I'm talking sober. It could be any given time of night. Well, why did you say that? You said this. So what does it mean? Like just one of those people. And sometimes it's just too much. It's just too much. I can go deep if we want to, but not everything has to have layers to it. Sometimes it is just what it is. And he was there, but he was being cool. But we literally laid everything on the table. We had one of those little like, you know, those apartments. You come in and you've got like the open kitchen and it's like a bar. And they're like, ooh, breakfast bar. And that's like one of their features is a breakfast bar. We're going to charge you a hundred extra dollars because you have a breakfast bar. And it's like, what? you should be giving me a discount because you got rid of a half a freaking wall. I mean, that's the only, I mean, like, it's not special. And you could put, like, stools there. Well, we had one of those. It was pretty long, too. We laid everything on the table. Coke. E. Beer. Whiskey. Weed. Everything. Just boom. That was like in a Tupac video. Just all over the place. And we were, we decide we don't want any of it. Ah, we want to do something else. I took like a bump or two. I'll do something else. 
But PJ's like, I got shrooms. Now look, if you guys have ever done shrooms, I don't have to explain to you what they do. If you haven't done mushrooms, I'm gonna tell you, this was my first experience doing mushrooms. I had seen them multiple times, but this was my first experience doing them. We're just gonna eat them out of a bag? No, I got an idea, let's cook with them. Let's put them on pizza, let's... We decide to make Kool-Aid. I have no idea how it came up. But PJ thought that Kool-Aid was the best way to do it, so we made Kool-Aid, because you know what, why not? We just happen to have Kool-Aid. And we put the mushrooms in the Kool-Aid, and he's like, well, this if we let them soak in there, then we can eat them and just drink them, and it's, I, dude, I don't know. We might have been high. Look, this idea might have came from a drug-fueled night, and I might not be remembering this correctly, but I remember eating these mushrooms soaking wet in Kool-Aid, and I remember what they tasted like. <clears throat> I don't think they're very good, but I remember drinking them, and then I remember taking a while like to hit. Like I felt good. Like my body felt good. I felt like I was not floating per se, but like tingly, relaxed. I was chill. So I'm drinking beers, Labatt's. Now when you're tripping or you're doing shrooms or especially if you're rolling, drinking is not the best thing. If you look at it, you got an upper and a downer. The collision course that is about to happen is not going to be good. But take that away, it goes down like water. You cannot even taste that that's a Labatt or an IPA or, you know, a Bell's Too Hearted. You can't even tell. It's just water. So you're just slamming this. You're getting dehydrated anyway. You just keep drinking them. Totally good idea, right? Well, that's what we're doing. And I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes back then too. I used to smoke Camel Reds. Freaking disgusting. I don't smoke at all anymore, guys. I haven't smoked in forever. And won't. And I'm not putting anybody down that does. I'm just saying, I'm out. Like, they literally kill you. Like, I got enough problems in my life. So, we're outside smoking. I'm pounding down Labatt, a.k.a. water. And I'm feeling good, but I'm not feeling like, I'm not getting the visuals. I'm not getting like uh, any hallucinations. Nothing's even like, there's no tracers. There's no, there's nothing happening. But I feel good. My entire body feels good. I talked to JP or PJ. Yeah, same thing. Everybody. We got music on, so we're just kind of dancing. <laughs> This is when things take a really bad turn. Our buddy Kay is standing at the table. He's got his arms down. He's got a shirt off. He's got his wife beater on. This dude was skinny. So the wife beater looks like he's wearing like, he looks like Missy Elliott in the video. You know, <laughs> he, looks like, he looks like Sam Smith when Sam Smith showed up to whatever ward show in a trash bag. Like it's huge, right? That's what he looks like. It's got this wife beater white shirt on, but instead of being tight, it's like a dress. It's like wearing a robe because this dude is like 65 pounds soaking wet with no muscle on him. And he's like, guys, I don't know if we should be doing this. And I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. He's about to get deep on us. He's about to 
crap all over our drug-fueled night, and he's about to get deep on us. So we're like, dude, don't worry about it. Why don't you just take some, drink some water? All of a sudden, and I, and I say all of a sudden because I mean it, the power flickers. This was right around the time Outcast Stankonia came out. So we had been just for all my, just kind of give people a time frame. So we had been just over and repeat on Stankonia. Stankonia is one of the best albums out there. And we were just over and over listening to it. Power flickers. And we're like, whoa. And then it goes off. Mind you, K is being very mellow. He's in his own world. When the power goes off, he goes, oh my God, did you see that? And he runs over and starts looking out the window. And I'm like, what the heck? Why well, my buddy was in the bedroom, in his bedroom with his girlfriend. They weren't doing, well, maybe, who knows? I don't know. But he came out clothes, so I'm going to assume nothing was going on. He goes, guys, what happened? We're like, I don't know. Power went out. And he's like, what? And he's like, there's no storm. And there wasn't. That was the weird thing. There was supposed to be, but there was no wind, no rain, no storm. Kay is staring out the window. And I'm like, look, maybe we tripped something. You know, I'm looking at breakers, nothing. So PJ's like, I'm going to go outside. Kay grabs him. Kay grabs him. Don't go out there, man. It's not safe. What? Don't go out there. So when PJ goes to open the sliding door, the door wall, Kay runs into the bathroom and shuts the door and locks it. I go out there with PJ and I'm like, what the heck? We light a cigarette, we look around. Now our, the back of our apartment faced kind of like a, a court. Ah, that's not even, the, it was, I guess you'd call it court. Like, it was like a circle of apartments and we all faced the common area. That would be best, the commons. And there was like a park there and a basketball court and we faced that. Now we could see other buildings the backs of other buildings and they all had lights on but our building didn't and what was really weird about it was the way the building was divided in half it had two stairwells so one side let's call it side a which we were on had no power side b had power it was very weird so we're like okay it's possible we're on two separate i don't know generate not generator circuits or run two grids or you know, some, it's possible for us, it's, it's definitely plausible for us to have lost power somehow and everybody else has power. I'm not smart enough to figure it out and I was high at the time, so I have no idea. So we're kind of, it's like eerie, eerie outside because we're this black hole there's lights all around us, but what was interesting was it was very quiet out there. And we lived so close to a very busy road that we always heard cars and trucks. And the freeway wasn't that far, so we could hear the freeway. Nothing. It was just, this was my memory anyway. Whether this is true or not, who knows? Because again, mushrooms and Kool-Aid. And I'm talking to PJ like, 
we got to get in there and talk to Kay because he's freaking and he, if he starts to go down the rabbit hole, number one, I'm not willing to pull him out. Number two, there's other people here that are going to freak too. And I don't want to have a house full of freaky shroomed up people. That just sounds like a bad time. So we go back inside, we talk to Kay, we get him out of the bathroom. He's like, something's going on. I think something bad's happening. I don't know what it is, but I got to go home. And we're like, what? You're not driving. He's like, something happened. When the power went off, I saw a shadow. I saw a figure. And I'm like, excuse me? And he's going dark. Dark. And we're like, dude. It was, it was the generator exploded or lightning. He's like, there is no lightning. And I'm like, we don't know that. He's like, how come they have power? And I'm like, he's asking me all kinds of questions that I can't answer. I'm like, they have power because of this. Well, that doesn't make sense. They, there was no lightning. Well, is, and he's going down the dark Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole. And he basically tells us we have to stay here until morning because this is the end of the world. <laughs> and this sounds funny, okay? But it's not funny because things started to happen. As he proceeds to go down Psychoville and tell us that the end of the world was happening, we hear a loud bang. And we look outside and we see sparks shooting up from one of the uh, like electrical poles. And we see lights go off on that section. And he's like, it's happening. It's happening. Now, mind you, to the best of my sober knowledge now, however many years later, I don't believe it was windy. And I don't believe it was raining and I don't believe there was any lightning. So I have no idea why things started to go explosive. Why all of a sudden things were just breaking and power grids were going down. I have no idea. And we talked about this for weeks later and everybody seemed to remember no storm. It got really weird, right? So he snaps. We, we got to stay in. We lock the doors, shut the doors. He goes into the kitchen and starts pulling knives out. Luckily, we, he doesn't know about the other stuff we have in the house because that could have been bad. Baseball bats. He's going and grabbing stuff out of my room. I got baseball bats in my room. He's grabbing this. He's grabbing knives. He's grabbing... I mean, <laughs> And I'm like, dude, you've got to, and we're trying to calm him down because now we're worried that he's going to hurt himself in the process of trying to protect us from the apocalyptic horrors that are about to take place outside of our window. Mind you, at this point, if you ever want to come off a high, just have somebody go crazy. Two things are going to happen. You're either going to follow him down to Nutville or you're going to sober up so fast that you're never going to want to touch shrooms again. By the way, I never did shrooms after this night. Did a lot of other stuff, but never did shrooms after this night. 
So he says his idea is it went from let's stay inside, it's safe, to let's go investigate. First off, rule number one for horror movies and apocalyptic scenarios. You never go investigate. If somebody says, hey, I hear a noise, let me go investigate, you stay inside. If they choose to go, you know they're not coming back. Write them off. Don't even bother looking for them. You'll find their body later. Let it go. So I tell them, not happening. We are not going to investigate. I'm not walking around at night uh, with God knows what in my system. You're out of your mind. We're all out of our minds. Pitch black outside, potentially a storm coming, and we have electrical poles and electrical lines that are just crashing. I think I'll stay inside this pitch black apartment because at least I know who's in here. And he's got me thinking. I pull PJ in the other room and I'm like, dude, wait a minute. What if he's onto something? Like forget the apocalypse, but what if he's onto like something isn't right? Well then, as soon as I'm trying to explain this to him, we hear a boom, boom, boom at the door, like loud knocks, like sounds like the police, like LAPD's there, just bam, boom. And we're, we jump out, we're like, I'm like, don't get that door, don't get that door. And stupid K's like, I got it. And we're like, no, PJ literally bear hugged him, picked him up, threw him down. We stood there. I got my baseball butt in my hand. We got knives out, we're ready. Cause now I'm going into the hysteria. Like who is knocking like that? If it's a neighbor just trying to find out like, hey, what happened? It would knock normal. So I go, who's there? Nobody says anything. I go to look out the people. And here's the biggest problem. Our door went into like a hallway. It was an open, it was open air. You know what I mean? Like each side was open, but it's covered. So it's, you know, it's a hallway. So I look out there, the lights are out. It's dark. I can't see anything. I just see pitch black. I'm like, I am not. Forget whatever I'm on. Forget whatever he's thinking. Forget the power going out. I'm not stupid. I'm not walking into an ambush. Well, nothing happens. The knocks don't come back. So we don't open the door. That made him so upset that he went into the bathroom, jumped into the bathtub, and got into the fetal, fetal position. And I'm like, bro, we have to get him sober. We have to talk him down. And I don't know how to talk him down in the middle of pitch blackness, weird knocks, and explosions outside. I, I mean, I nothing I'm saying is working. And at this point, I'm so sober, but I'm still drinking. I'm just <laughs> still drinking Labatt's. Going, you know, like, forget, I got I to gotta drink, you know? but I'm sober. That's how I felt anyway. By sober, I mean the shrooms were definitely, they were in my system, but they weren't doing anything. The time frame of this felt like hours, hours. And it probably was hours because two of the girls were sleeping. They didn't wake up through all this. So he gets the brilliant idea in his head. Kay does. He comes out of the bathroom. 
He's finally, the bathtub birthed him out. He gets a brilliant idea in his head. I'm going to call my parents. I shoot that down. I'm like, that's a bad idea. Don't do it. Well, I want to see if they're still alive. And we are like, what do you mean alive? He's like, because I think the world is dying. And I think we are going to be the only ones left. This is what this dude is. This is where his head is. This is where his mind is. This is where his focus is. Not a good idea. Mushrooms and apocalypse don't go together. So I'm going to say, doing mush. I mean, I don't care what that movie, This is the End, says. You don't do mushrooms and, and live in an apocalypse. It doesn't work. And I'm starting to think he might be onto something. Not about the apocalypse, but about something weird happened. So if zombies are invading, well, he shroomed out, and this is who I'm dying with. It's going to be real. I'm real embarrassed. So at this point, PJ tells Kay, I need you to sit down. We're going to talk about this. So he gets real serious and mellow. Gets him to relax. The vibe in the dark apartment, minus a couple like glow sticks and candles, is chill. It's relaxed. We, this is, yeah, I wish I had a picture of this. As he's talking to him, he's like, look, there's always a logical explanation. This is why we're not thinking logical, because we did drugs, we've been drinking. Brandon drank a 12-pack by himself. You know, he's still going. This is what's happening. Let me tell you, when this wears off, we're going to look back and we're going to find out. Well, PJ looks at me and points over to the counter. On the counter, whether he got it there, whether he put it there, or whether it was there for some other reason, is duct tape. He points at the duct tape. So I walk over to the duct tape, and I stand by it, I grab it, it's behind me. He's talking to Kay, but Kay is going down the darkest path ever how this is the apocalypse and that the demons are coming to kill everyone and they're taking his parents. And I'm like, this is, I don't even want to hear this anymore because I, I know he's, this is not happening, but I don't want to hear it. At that point, he looks at me, he just gave me a look and I started duct taping K to the chair round and round like speed racer, like, like, dude, I was just the roadrunner in a circle, Tasmanian devil, zip, 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 fast. I mean, I wrapped him up all 42 pounds of his skinny white body to that chair. Then we stuck a sock in his mouth and I wrapped it around him. And by the way, duct tape around hair and a head hurts coming off. Just thought I'd tell you that. He used all of his strength and was pushing and pushing and pulling. And we finally, like, PJ 
was like in his face to calm him down. I'm going to say an hour went by before he passed out. And it's just me, PJ, my other roommate. I think that's it. Everybody else that was there was asleep. We sat in the living room, drinking water, drinking beer. I think PJ ate something. Stayed up all night. Power did not come back on until like 10 in the morning. Kay was asleep for hours. We actually checked his pulse at some point because I thought he was dead. When he finally woke up and we took the, <laughs> the sock out of his mouth, the tape off of him, cut it off of him, left a big old like ripped part of his skin off on the back. It was, yeah, not cool. And we had to explain to him what happened. He didn't remember anything. He didn't remember the conversation. He said it had to have just been the drugs talking. He didn't remember anything. He didn't remember the power going out. He remembered us yelling and then he woke up. He remembered nothing. He said he didn't remember anything from the night, even before he started taking the Kool-Aid mushrooms. Nothing. We went out to go get food. He went to his house, we dropped him off. We went to Denny's, back when Denny's used to be something. Coffee, water, food, just nonstop food, Grand Slam after Grand Slam, mozzarella sticks, appetizer sampler, you know, eggs, we just, everything. Looked like we had just been wrung through the sewer. I mean, just no color, crusty, smelling, gross people. I'm peeing out Labatt's, like just bad stuff. And I asked him, I asked my buddy, PJ, what do you think happened? He's like, I don't know, bro. Let's go drive around when we get back and find out. We drove around the complex. We saw DTE energy out there fixing one of the lines. We saw a couple people that were walking, like normal walking day. Hey, did you guys lose power last night? Nah. We found nothing outside of our complex other than that moment where, you know, whatever went, went on with the electric lines, we saw nothing, no evidence of anything of what happened. Still have no idea who knocked on our door. Talked to the apartment complex about it. They got a couple of reports of people from our building that said their power went out, but they had no reason why that DTE was investigating. Nothing. I'm gonna tell you right now, if anybody, to this day, and I love mushrooms like portobello mushrooms. To this day, I see a mushroom and I'm like, I don't know if I wanna eat it. What if somebody mixed up the mushrooms and I have an experience like that? I never did mushrooms again, ever. I'm not saying I didn't do other stuff. Had my Scarface moments for sure, but never touch mushrooms again horrible and you know years later we talked about that but Kay still doesn't 
we had to literally give him a play-by-play of what happened. And our stories, my story, and everybody that was there and was involved with it from the beginning to the end, or at least saw parts of it, they all jived. Everything was the same. I wasn't embellishing. I wasn't under a, you know, fear and loathing Las Vegas moment. They jived. But I'll never forget duct taping that fool to a chair. I mean, you want to talk about speed. Take some mushrooms, have somebody try to ruin your tip, your trip, and you just give them some duct tape. You, you just get some duct tape. It's like you're playing a video game and all of a sudden you got this, you know, you're like Mario Brothers, the original Mario Brothers. You're big, okay, you're little, then you grow, and then you get the flower. Now you can shoot fireballs and you think you're just unstoppable. That's how I felt with that tape. I was like, I am Mario. And I just went in circles so fast. It was crazy, crazy moment. So what's the point of this story, Brandon? Point is drugs are nuts. So when that bear did cocaine, I cannot imagine what that bear was going through. Because that bear did a lot of coke and I did a lot of mushrooms. So I don't even want to know that experience. No wonder they made a movie out of that bear. But drugs, man, I, we all have those stories. I've got, I probably could say, feel comfortable saying hundreds more. I don't say it to glorify. I, I, look, I do not say it to glorify drugs. I think drugs are crap. I've seen drugs ruin lives. I've seen drugs cause people to kill themselves. They're crap. But I'm going to tell you, have I had fun on them? Not that night. That was not fun. Have I had fun on them? Yeah. Absolutely. Going camping. Deciding that it would be a good idea to pop some E in the middle of the woods with a girl you just met. Yeah, that ended up being really fun, but holy crap. Rolling in the woods? Michigan in the wintertime? That was fun, though. But... Man, moments of my life gone. I mean, this guy knew nothing about what happened. I can't imagine going through that again. I can't imagine having moments in my life where I take something that makes me have zero idea of what happened. I don't want to live like that. There's some days I wake up and I don't have coffee and I feel like that happens. But we all have stories like that. We all have moments where we look back and go, how did we survive that? Nobody's going to believe this. I got to tell this story, which is really the premise of this podcast. That's where this podcast came from, was all those things that happened, those crazy moments in my life, some good, some bad, some sad, emotional, but all real, that got me to this point, that leads me to the future, that, that makes up who I am. That's why this podcast is here. That's why the books are here. Because it's all about the life of an average Joe. <laughs> you know, there's when I still listen to Outcast and Stankonio, that album in particular, the, unfortunately, and mind you, it was like a whole year of listening to that album. When I first <laughs> listened to it, like after a while, I haven't listened to a couple songs, or I haven't really listened to that album in a long time, and it comes on, 
all I think about is that night and duct tape. I look at duct tape now and I'm like, dude, I wonder if that guy remembers when I duct taped the crap out of him to my kitchen tables, dining room table chair in the middle of the night while he was tripping, thinking the apocalypse happened. We don't talk anymore. Matter of fact, I don't talk to any of those people anymore. I don't even know where they went. They're not on my social media. But I think if I saw him, I think I just want to hand him some duct tape and see what happens. You know, I want to find out where he lives. Maybe I'll get his email or his mailing address and just mail him duct tape, but not tell him who it's from. Just to see. I don't know. I should, probably shouldn't. Probably leave that alone. Well, I would say I want to hear your drug stories, but I really don't. So, just in tr the tradition of the cocaine bear week, I had to tell this story. If you guys want to hear more, trust me, just keep listening to the podcast. I'm sure at some point another story is going to happen. In the meantime, guys, tune in next week in the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Available everywhere. You can go to lifeofanaveragejoepodcast.com and email me at the life of an average Joe podcast at gmail.com. Looking forward to having some great guests on here. I got some really cool stuff coming up. Make sure you check out all the social media links, the website for all the fun stuff, swag, books, you know, good stuff. And hey, if you think that you, I'm going to throw this out there. I never do this. If you think that you'd make a good guess and you like the show and you follow the show and you think that we could really get into some conversations that go with the show, yeah, message me. Let's see what happens. I usually don't do that. I'm very picky about who I have on the show. I get a lot of emails and I get a lot of messages. I get people, hey, we should collab. And then, you know, I go listen to their show and I'm like, Ew. not that it's bad. Look, not that I say I'm better than anybody because I'm not, but you know, it just doesn't work. Like, I'm not going to go on a podcast dedicated to Minecraft because I don't play Minecraft and I'm not going to have somebody on who has a podcast about Minecraft and wants to be on my show. I got nothing to say to you. No offense to my Minecrafters out there, but by the way, that's a true story. That did, that did happen. So anyway, guys, thanks for listening. I'm going to go not do mushrooms and I'll see you guys next week.